lot of attention right now with regard to the Pentagon and the uh, confirmation that uh, there's UFOs and they don't know what they are and uh, the investigatory efforts that the government has uh, undertaken over the years to, to look at these things, to study them. Um, it has to be understood. You have to use some common sense here. Uh, you know, when, when you're dealing with Navy flyers, the Air Force, uh, and there's an extraterrestrial reality ongoing, you know, you got to have some kind of, in, you know, a branch of the government that's assigned to investigate these things. Otherwise, you're going to have uh, a lot of people in the military who are, you know, they're Americans just like everyone else, right, who are going to see these things on a regular basis, not know what they are. And, you know, stories are going to, you know, reach the public and they're going to say, yeah, we saw these things, but they don't do anything about them. That's why, the, you know, there was the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program that was started in 20, uh, two, 2007 and, uh, you know, went on, ended after five years in 2012, but then reopened. Uh, but now there's a new program. You know, there's all different names for these programs. Some of these programs are, you know, the, the newest program is the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. Task Force. Okay. There's been all the, there's been things like this ongoing for years. I mean, you could go back, you know, to, to 19, to the, to the late forties when there was Project Sign, Project Grudge, uh, and then Project Blue Book, you know, that, that, you know, these different, uh, you know, uh, groups that were put together, different studies to look at, to study uh, unidentified flying objects. Okay. Now the ones back then, they're, they're mostly to uh, cater to the public. You know, there was a lot of concern, you know, coming out of the public. So project blue book was just a way to, okay, we'll look at them. And then, you know, th you know, the whole purpose of it basically was to try to uh, debunk all, it, all, all the reports. Uh, and a lot of things were debunked, and you know, most of, the the reality is uh, most UFO sightings can be explained, but there's uh, a good chunk of them that cannot and have not been able to be uh, be explained over over the years. Uh, but you got to use your common sense here. You think back in 1947 when this whole thing really came to a head and people were seeing UFOs all over the place, and then there was the Roswell incident. Right. And if you do your you know, we talked, I talked about this before. If you do your research on this, you'll understand that the Air Force's explanation that it was a weather balloon, part of a top secret project mogul and 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 that the the aliens that people saw were actually uh, dummies that were, you know, thrown from the sky from high high altitudes as part of some test in the 50s, later on in the 50s. Right. Not even in Roswell. And somehow they got their their locations and dates mixed up. It was all, the Air Force's explanation has been all nonsense. OK, there's been hundreds of witnesses, first and second hand witnesses to Roswell. It's a, it's a reality. Something crashed there and it wasn't a balloon. In fact, balloons don't crash. OK, they don't crash. OK. And the only difference between a mogul balloon and a weather balloon is that there was a recording device on the mogul balloon, which was uh, used to try to detect whether the Soviets were uh, testing atomic bombs. I mean, there was nothing to it. I mean, if you if anybody found a, 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 this balloon and laying in the desert after it landed, they would have known, well, this is nothing. They, you know, 
you know, and, the, and there would have been tags on it saying uh, property of the United States Air Force. It, it, it wouldn't have crashed. It would have just landed. OK, it was a balloon. That's all it was. You know, that's what the, that's what Project Mogul balloons were. But anyway, if you do your research and you read books about Roswell, I've talked about this in other podcasts. You'll understand this. So do you really believe now using your common sense? Do you really believe that the United States government uh, would not be interested in really trying to get to the bottom of of UFOs? OK, these these programs like like uh, the one that Lou Elizondo was uh, the program director for a tip. I mean, I mean, this would, I believe this is just my opinion. This doesn't make me right. Just this part here. I believe that these things were put together, you know, basically to assuage any concerns of people in the military who were regularly see these things. So they would know that, yeah, we're looking into them. We don't know what they are. They might be Chinese or Russian. We don't know what they are. But yeah, we we do have something that, you know, a program here that we do use to look into them. But you have to realize there's another faction in the government since the 40s, right? When Truman was president back in the late 1940s, that ha- whether it's called Majestic 12 or something else, there had a, there has to be something and there still has to be something, right? That is studying extraterrestrials because there's been not there's been more crashes than this to Roswell crash you know the, the, after after that the, the, they they cut they were covered up pretty a lot better than the roswell one was okay by that later on they had a stay at systems in place there's been other reported crashes you know but very very little information is known about them that's because there is a secret faction within the government that's been looking at this stuff looking at crashed a- alien uh, spacecraft uh flying saucers whatever Right. Uh, the bodies, the, the aliens themselves. Right. There's been some group out there since the late 1940s all the way till right now. OK. All the way to now. Use your common sense. OK. There has to be. If there's not, then we're in trouble. OK. That if, if they've been ignoring this problem. Right. We're in trouble. It's been covered up now. I mean, you could go back to 1947 now. On, you know, as part of the uh, now, of course, it, it was hard to deny that this was happening, but they had it. any anything the way this works. Right. Uh, and this is my opinion. Right. You know, I believe this. It doesn't this part doesn't make me right. But I, 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 I believe I am. You know, I, I believe that this faction. Right. For all this time, like they have nothing to do with these other programs like project sign project blue book project grudge uh, they have really nothing to do they don't they have nothing to do with a tip or, or this new or this new study okay they have nothing really to do with that now there's there might be some communication between somebody at that with the, that organization to them to this we'll call it majestic 12 for because i don't know what it's called okay there, there might be there's pro- I'm sure that there's some sort of communication between the two groups with between somebody. Right. But the people in the in the group, the faction, the majestic 12 faction, they they're, they're, they're even uh, a lot of that has to be comp- compartmentalized. Right. Like there's probably only a select few who know everything. And that's the way it's been since the 40s. There's only, like select people who are brought in who are uh, who don't talk about this. 
uh, who keep who know how to keep secrets, and they do keep secrets. And then there's other people, scientists, whatnot, you know, engineers who are brought in, you know, and and asked, you know, asked, you know, re, you know, told to look at and study certain aspects of a of a spacecraft to try to reverse engineer it and all that kind of stuff. That's top above top secret. It's the most secret program the United States government has going. Okay, there's that. But then there's these other things like ATIP. Again, I think this is the, these programs are to us, you know, because you're not going <laughs> to when you got people in the military, you know, seeing things all the time, you got to have you got to be able to say, well, you got to have something to hang your hat on. Say, yeah, well, yeah, we're looking into it. ATIP's going to look into it. OK, you know, that, that, that's what their job is. ATIP's going to look into it or. Uh, yeah, now the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force, they're going to look into it. But, you know, and then like in the in the in the 1947, when, you know, after after Roswell, uh, you know, they, they were even playing this game back then. Right. Like uh, people in the military, you know. Uh, and people in in top, you know, a lot of top people throughout the military in, in the Pentagon, wherever. Right. They. Uh, there was a lot of people who didn't know they weren't told, but they, but they were made a, a, aware that there, yeah, there are UFOs and we are looking into it. Like take for instance, this uh, September 23rd letter that was written by uh, general Nathan Twining, who actually wrote uh, this. And this was, uh, you know, years later it was uh, declassified. He wrote that the phenomenon reported is something real and not visionary or fictitious. There are objects uh, probably approximating the shape of a disc of such appreciable size as to appear to be as large as man-made aircraft. There is a possibility that some of the incidents may be caused by natural phenomena such as meteors. The reported operating characteristics such as extreme rates of climb, maneuverability, particularly in roll, and action which must be considered evasive when sighted or contacted by friendly aircraft and radar lend belief to the possibility that some of the objects are controlled either manually, automatically, or remotely. The apparent common description of the objects is as follows. Metallic or light reflecting surface, absence of trail except in a few instances when the object apparently was operating under high performance conditions, circular or elliptical in shape, flat on bottom and domed on top. Several reports of well-kept formation flights varying from three to nine objects. Normally no associated sound except in three in instances a substantial rumbling roar was noted. Level flight speeds normally above 300 knots are estimated. It is possible within the present United States knowledge, provided extensive detailed development is undertaken, to construct a piloted aircraft, which has the uh, general description of the object in subparagraph E, above which would be capable of an approximate range of 7,000 miles at subsonic speeds. Any developments in, in this country along the lines indicated would be extremely expensive, time-consuming, time and at the, at the considerable expense of current projects and therefore, if directed, should be set up independently of existing products projects. Due consideration must be given the following. The possibility that these objects are of domestic origin, the product of some high-security project not known to this command, the lack of physical evidence in the shape of crash recovery, which now he says this, the lack of physical evidence in the shape of crash recovered exhibits, which would undeniably be prove the existence of these objects, the possibility that some foreign nation has a form of propulsion, possibly nuclear, which is outside of our domestic knowledge. Now, he doesn't say extraterrestrial in this, but that's, that's what it is.
That's what it's always been. But he, I, I believe that Twining, at the time when he wrote this letter, uh, wrote this memo, uh, he knew. He already knew. He he was he he went to Roswell uh, around the time of the crash, and he knew about this. But again, this was this was to the other people who were not in the know. Again, the number there's only like a certain a small group that were kept in the know about the actual. I mean, the less people that know know the better, right? That's the way they had to keep, and that's the way it's been kept, and that's how the secret's been kept all these years. You know, you can't talk about this, right? If you're one of these people on the top. Who, who's in that faction, Majestic 12 or whatever it's called, right? If you're one of the people involved in that and, and you're one of the people in the know, you don't talk about this with anybody else. That's not how this works. It, it, you know, you got to use your common sense. Uh, this has been something that's been uh, looked, th this is something that our government has to have been studying for all these years, for all these decades. There's no question. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they be? Okay. Now, again, I, I, I went over this before. I believe the biggest reasons, you know, the panic that it would cause, you know, would be, you know, immeasurable. You know, that's that's one of the problems. Uh, the other thing is uh, not, not only the panic, but the biggest problem would be is, OK, if the Russians knew that, uh, you know, we have we have uh, recovered alien spacecraft, they're going to be concerned. OK, then that. That, uh, you know, at the time, you know, when the Cold War was going on, that that would be, you know, you know, that would, uh, you know, make the uh, Cold War a little bit hotter than it needed to be. So, again, you know, you have to use your common sense. There has to be a group within the government that's been looking at these things that know for a fact that could give show you uh, proof. They, they could say if they wanted to, if, you know, if they if the decision is ever made, which I don't think it will be made, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, for all we we might not find out from our government. They might not ever tell the truth about this. Um, you know, there might be things that, you know, we can't even imagine of as to why they're keeping this secret for so long. OK, I mean, maybe. uh Full disclosure means, okay, I mean, the aliens, I mean, there's they have, if they're thousands, if not millions of years advanced, they probably know everything we're doing and everything we're up to. They, they know that there's a cover-up. I would imagine they know everything about us, right? So maybe if full disclosure was made, maybe they wouldn't, be as, they wouldn't act as secretly and, and, and as elusive as they've been. You know, maybe they'll just start, hey, you know what? Hey, everybody knows we're real now. Hey, what does it matter? We'll just, you know. We'll just abduct people in broad daylight, and there's nothing they can do. You know, you'd be walking down the street, and you know, a uh, flying saucer will just hover right over you. And you know, next thing you know, you, you lost three hours time, and you're back in the middle of the street, and you're all disheveled. You don't even know. You know, you lost three hours of time. You just you're late for work. Who knows? I'm just you know, I, I, that sounds ridiculous, but I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, who, who knows? I don't. It's it's just, but it's it's something I don't know. Disclosure could mean. Uh, you know the aliens don't care. Like they, they, they've keep they keep their distance. Obviously, it's hard. It's hard to get a pictures, good pictures of, of their craft. There have been some photographs taken for, since the forties, uh, and film of, of these things. But it's it's hard. Uh, there's been cases of abduction where you know, you know, the only evidence we have is the word of the people. You know, they they're missing. And but there's you know there have been eyewitnesses to to some of the abductions. 
Travis Walton, for instance. There have been people who actually saw some guy basically getting, you know, standing under a flying saucer, and then they they drove drive away in fear, and then then the guy disappears for five days, and then he shows up, right? And he and he says, "Yeah, I was in an alien spacecraft. You know, they weren't human. They looked they looked right through me." You can't imagine how horrible this was. And it was the Pascagoula incident. There's so many different incidents with that. Cattle mutilations. But we just, it's hard to get the proof. It's almost, they're, they're like 10 steps ahead of us, right? And it's hard. And then you have the skeptics who, these skeptics, these people, the, the, the bunkers, the people out there. I mean, they don't, to them, to them, like, I guess everybody's lying all these years, all these decades. Everything's a lie. All the uh, alien abductions, that's all a lie. It's all fantasy as far as they're concerned, right? Some of these debunkers, I think some of them might actually have, I, I think, you know, over the years, some of these debunkers and probably today probably are agents of the government who are, who do this on purpose, you know? And then some of them are just the people who, or, you know, they, they grew up scared, they, they you know, scared in their closet, hiding like babies from worried about monsters under their bed when they're kids. And then they grow up and they hear oh, there's a possibility about uh, extraterrestrials uh, and there's nothing we can do about it. They don't want to hear that. They don't want they don't want to believe that. You know, they, they grew they I mean, they're scared the way it is. They're scared of their own shadows. These people can't accept, you know. The reality of the situation, and the reality is there are extraterrestrials coming here, and there's a faction in the government that knows for a fact that they're extraterrestrials, and actually they have solid, you know, hardware proof. They have bodies, they got machines, they got it all, and don't kid yourself. Use your common sense. You know they got stuff. You know they do. And... (laughs) Uh, you know, again, we're going to get this report from the Pentagon uh, by the end of this month. And, uh, you know, it's not going to really, it's, it's just going to say like what we're hearing from the New York Times and other publications. It's just going to say basically that, yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, there's objects. We don't know what they are. We, we, there's no proof that they're extraterrestrial, but at the same, same time, there's, you know, there's no proof that they're not extraterrestrial. But let me tell you something, folks, again. And I'll keep telling you this over and over and over again. It's not China and it's not Russia. It's extraterrestrials. It's extra. I know it sounds to some some of you out there, it sounds completely, utterly fantastic. I know it does. I mean, when I think about it, it sounds fantastic, but it's true. It's real. It's been real. It's been real for a long time. If you if you'd seen one of these things, you would be a believer. I saw one, you know, I saw one in 1994. You know, no sound, as big as a house, you know, moved in, in, in ways that, you know, none of our uh, aerial vehicles can move. I mean, it was amazing, amazing, stunning, stunning. And you just know after it was over, you know, you realize, wow, it is real. They're coming here. There's extraterrestrials coming here. Okay, now, now some people say, well, some of them they they think it might be in, not extraterrestrials, but interdimensional, right? Whatever, they're not from here. Okay, you know, it's it, this has been ongoing. The government knows. Use your common sense. Uh, it's real. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs>